Welcome to the KZ Club, the ultimate podcast destination for our fabulous and fearless young fashionistas, entrepreneurs and wellness enthusiasts aged 8 to 16. I'm your host, Kirsty Doyle, and I'm here to guide you on an exciting journey through the world of fashion, business and well-being. Welcome to today's KD Club podcast. You might remember Jo from one of our previous podcasts. She's the owner, the co-owner of By Eleven. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about sustainability and some of the questions you've emailed in and we're going to try and answer those as best we can. So Jo, lovely to see you again. Thank you for having me. Uh, briefly, um, we're thinking about sustainability and a sustainability project within the KD Club. Mm-hmm. So if I'm brand new to fashion... Um, 15, 16, what does sustainability mean to you? Obviously, it's different to every pe- every person, every brand, every business. What does it mean yeah. to you and your Well, it's brand? a broad term, isn't it? It's a really broad term. For us, it's about slowing things down. It's the antithesis of of fast fashion. Mm-hmm. So we we call ourselves a slow fashion business rather than a sustainable business. Okay. Because we don't want to greenwash. And ultimately, if you are creating new clothes, it's not sustainable because you're adding things into the population of what's already True. out there. Yeah. Um, so it's slow fashion. So it's about buying less, buying better, and buying clothes that are more ethically and sustainably produced. So organic cotton, so you haven't got um, pesticides going into the water, that type of thing. Obviously, we do recycled fabrics and we use vintage as well. Okay. So that's not, there's not, there's no newness going out there. It's already clothes that are already in, in circulation yeah. and we upcycle. Um, so yeah, it's that, it's slowing it all down and it's mm. me and it's the longevity of clothes as well. So buying things that you can wear over and over. I'm not saying for 10 years, yeah. you know, we don't do leather products and things like that, yeah. but things that you can wear over and over that won't snap or fall to bits. They'll keep their colour. Our prints are all, um, so we do screen printing, but it's all screen printed by hand Amazing. so that the prints stay really true. Yeah. And all of those things make a difference because when you've got a T-shirt, if the print stays true in your, ha- your head, you think it still looks new. Yeah, absolutely. So just to touch on some of those terms, obviously we're seeing them so much more on Instagram, yeah. uh, which is great. You've got your H&M, you've got your big brands who are trying to you know, touch on this. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it's yeah. all a crazy, yeah. a bit crazy. But if we talk about you as a brand that we mm-hmm. can sort of align with, if you're thinking about slow fashion, so let's break it down. What does upcycling mean? So, so if I want to upcycle a product, how would I do that? It's as simple as taking something that's already in existence. It doesn't have to be vintage. Yeah. It can be something that you own already that you go, I don't wear that in its current form. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make it into something that I want to wear in a different way. So okay. we've done, you know, we do a lot of tailoring. So our tailoring, for example, we will make it so it fits a, into a slimmer fit. Oh, perfect! Or so taking a larger jacket, a larger jacket, and altering it so it's um, yeah. so it becomes something that you can. Because not every I like an oversized, so I will put any jacket on in yeah. any form. But what we've realised and what we've come to realise is that not all customers do. Yeah. So they want it. They want to put it on their fit. So they, that that's where the tailoring comes in. In terms of shirts, um, we you could crop a shirt if you've got yeah. a big oversized shirt and you think I never I don't wear it like that and you want to wear the high waisted trousers, cut it off, hem it. It's upcycled. But then you can go as far as change it into something completely different. You could make it into something designer-inspired. You know, I saw the Mew Mew shirt, which was the crop version. It's got little crystals all over. It's as simple as as, DIY. Customising, DIY. It's kind of the same thing, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So if you think about sort of, I've got sort of, I'm um, teen. I'm just getting started in fashion. Obviously, I'm very aware of, you know, the way things are going at the minute. So I've got a shirt. Um, you could upcycle it, you could customise it, and mm-hmm. then you can reprice it and you can sell it on. Yeah, because so it's that's the effort it. and the work and the time. I think that's what people need to remember. It's like when you... Um, it's it's not that it's not that it's the same. It's not it's no longer the same garments. Yeah. It's like a, you know a glass of wine in a restaurant. You pay for someone to chill it and serve it and wash the glass for you afterwards yeah. Yeah. with the item you've taken it. Even if you buy it secondhand or it's something that you've already got, if you spend time making it into a new garment that someone wants to wear, then that's yeah that's upcycling. So I'm a teen now and I'm thinking about you know maybe start my own business mm-hmm. um, and then I take a bunch of shirts. Yeah. So you could go to your own charity shop, you could buy them on eBay, yeah. uh, you could use shirts you already own that mm-hmm. you no longer wear. And so to keeping these in, it's almost like circular, keeping isn't it? It's keeping them well, in circular fashion's another term. And it's it, what's something that comes into circulation. So the, the ultimate goal is it doesn't end up on landfill. Okay. Because that's where that's where the problem lies, is that the our, our, the whale can't cope with the amount of garments that are going to landfill. Yeah. And fast fashion fuels that. Yeah. It can't be recycled, especially things like man-made fibres yeah. can't be recycled. They take years to break down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it putting circular fashion means that it just doesn't end. Yeah, that's what it is ultimately. It doesn't end up on landfill. Yeah. So you can take something that potentially might have gone to landfill it because either it was damaged, yes. nobody wanted it, yeah. it was ugly in its current form, or it just didn't fit into what you wanted. Yeah. And you make it into something new and you give it another lease of life. Um, and then eventually, you know, it could be it could be upcycled again because obviously what you take off can go back on. It yeah. can keep going and going and going. Yeah. But ultimately, I think it's got to be. Something Something that started off as a pretty decent quality, especially men's shirts. You know, men's Absolutely. tailored that's what shirts. I'm thinking that's an easy one. It's a great it? one because they, yeah, because they, especially when the, the effort that's gone into them, they've been done on a pattern. Most of them are done in even you know high street, yeah, like some Marks and Spencer shirts. They're nice quality, mm-hmm. and there's no reason, especially when maybe they've grayed, maybe the collars faded a little bit, maybe yeah. in part the cuffs need to come off, and then the, but the possibilities are endless. Absolutely. Because I'm thinking, you know, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily good at sewing on the sewing machine. So I don't want to make a garment from scratch. Mm -hmm. And to touch on the point that you said earlier, which was creating more clothes is adding to the problem. Yeah. You know, that is true. So if you're using something that's already um, already been manufactured, then to change it up, you can do it so easily. So easily. It's such an easy small project just to get you into it. Even if you can't, I mean, I I, I can't sew. Neither can I. Terrible. (laughs) (laughs) What does that say? I can't sew, can't sew a button on, but I've always, you know, I used to have a little go myself and then I've realised now there's certain things that you need to outsource and that is absolutely one of them. Same. Uh, And there's, but there are people who, don't have the design I don't have the idea yeah. you've got the idea but someone else can sew you make the perfect marriage couldn't agree with you more couldn't agree with you more and use that. and then if, you, if you're going to resell it anyway you just build that into your margin but the possibilities are endless yeah. and I think if we look at the things that go into charity shops that are on Vinted I think it's about just it's about yeah. There's so much. I mean, so much stuff on there Mm -hmm. now, and I think it's just about going what's there, what was good in the first place, what's got good bones. Yeah, what you know, which items got good bones that I can then go. I'll change that into something new. It might be that you radically change it. You know, if someone's really good and they they're good, you know, you could take the pieces apart and and rebuild. But simple upcycling could just be as much as, um, like shortening the sleeves. Yeah shortening the length, yeah. tailoring it in, 
dye in it. Yes, that would be great. That would also be great. And I think when you've got bought a product for, you know, it's a you bought it secondhand, it's a nominal price. It's not going to be really expensive. So it's great for you just to have a go yeah, on practice. doing some tie dye bleach. Yeah. And I think you know, you know if things. your first few goes, I think I, I wouldn't say you know, I, I, I would imagine that it wouldn't be your first effort. But yeah. I think also if you wear a test things, which is really important, which I'm sure you've mm-hmm. done for years, Absolutely. you have to wear a test things to see whether it works. If you know, if you if you sew crystals on something and you start walking around, they all fall off. The t- yeah, it can't yeah, be yeah, sold. Yeah. So you've got yeah. to build that in as well. Does that work? Is it something? Right Right now that's a trend what could you do so for example most people go to fast fashion mm-hmm. cost, um, companies because they tap into trends really really quickly and, and it's a might, sad thing and it, it? it is but it mm-hmm. means that they can they can get hold of something that's potentially being a runway trend quite quickly yeah. what what can you do that you go actually i'm gonna take i'm gonna make circular fashion into a trends item yes i like it yeah, absolutely. Circular fashion is something so so easy to get involved in and you're doing something really great. You're yeah. taking a product, or exactly as you said, out of landfill. We're going to recreate it in something beautiful, whether I'm going to wear it or somebody else is yeah. going to find joy in it and as well. And the creativity is fun as well. It 100%. kind of gives you that element of, this is what I've always wanted. I mean, we've all, yeah. we've all. I mean, I, I definitely did it when I was younger. I saw things on, I don't know, Jennifer Aniston, thought yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to do that. You can do that with things yeah. that are already in existence. And a, and a seamstress or someone who can just doesn't have to be a seamstress it can be someone who can do a hem if you can't hem take it there get it shortened if you if you can dye things at home you can buy you know uh, boxes of dial on all of those Absolutely. things and it's fun as well make yeah. it fun make it something that you go oh my god how exciting is that and I love that uh, that element of yeah. creativity which might not have been afforded to you in school or in college or maybe Absolutely. you just yeah I think the joy about it is exactly what you said when you say you test it. Now, so exa- so for example, you said about the crystal idea. So me and Ariana made a shirt, we cut the sleeves off, we didn't have to hem it because it was just a shirt and we dyed it and then uh, she wore it. And as you're doing that little wearing test, somebody says to you, I really love your shirt, Ariana. Yeah. Where did you get that? And you yeah. say, I made it. Well, it's like now, the, what yeah. better feeling it's is like that? It's like the tie dye trends in lockdown. Uh, Everyone oh my God, was yeah. tie dyeing, and yeah, you know, I think now that's when we made it. I think yeah. we, we did exactly the same. So we <laughs> yeah. did tie dye in lockdown, and I was yeah. blown away by how simple it was and yeah. how good they were. And in my head, I was thinking I should sell these. <laughs> Little did I know, every other single person in the whole of the world was also selling tie dye. But it worked for a time. Yeah. It was a thing, you know. Everyone was tie dyeing Nike socks. They were probably, yes. you know, they didn't any anything. And the thing is, it bring it gives it a new lease of life. Something yeah. that you didn't like, didn't wear, or it was, or someone else wants it. It could be from a, a clearance centre. Yeah. It could be, you know, from, it's come from anywhere, and then you make it new again and make it exciting. And it's beauty's in the eye of the beholder, so it could be that someone else sees beauty in something that you've created. And I love that. I love I the idea of someone going, oh my, I I love that. Uh, well, you make that, you want. Yeah, that's yeah. something that I want. I think it's a way of testing your creativity, testing your ideas. It doesn't have to be, you know, a whole Instagram account. It doesn't have to be a whole business. It can just be you wearing it, yeah. going to your friend's party, going to the cinema, and someone saying, excuse me, I really love your T-shirts. Yeah. I mean, it could be... That's how se- a business can start. Exactly, and it easy. could be the seeds of you going, actually, if I wanted to do this on a grander scale, yeah. you can actually pay people to dye things in vats on Here your go, behalf. But you've come up with the sample. Ultimately, you're sampling. That's what yes, you're doing. exactly. And it could be the seeds of a just bigger idea. Just to briefly idea. touch on that, so sampling... Again, I'm sort of 15, 16. What does sampling mean? Give me a, so that's so a the nice sample is a first version of a garment that you get to see the size and the yeah. fit and where to test it. Yeah. 
It's the first version of anything that becomes a collection. Perfect. So this is what you're doing. Like, I love this, you know, throughout the podcasts, everybody that I speak to obviously works in the industry and uses all this lovely terminology yeah. that if we can drop in and people start using it. Because if you can see yourself as a designer from the beginning, mm. you're almost manifesting this career, this job, this life for yourself. Yeah. And then you start using little terminology. Yeah. Oh, it gets really yeah. impressive, Which you genuinely it? wouldn't get to hear, I guess, no. unless you were working in it. Well, you wouldn't yeah, read that in a magazine. Up, or... No, you can pick up that language, can't you? And then start to oh. use it in, its, yeah, it's in, in context. And it sounds good, doesn't it? Does it sound good? So we're making our samples, Mm -hmm. our T-shirts, our socks, our jackets, our shirts, whatever it is we're doing, we're wearing it and then people are really admiring it. Mm -hmm. And that's how we grow in confidence. And I think sustainability, also we're ticking that box, but this upcycling, DIY, it's so very now. Mm -hmm. Do you know, like many, like say five, ten years ago, people would wear things once and then they would get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So now this is such an amazing trend for young designers to get involved in. Yeah. Do you know I what I mean? I love the and idea that it becomes unique as well. And it's so I, unique. We, we go back to so people true. like Vivian Westwood mm-hmm. and when she when she first had her shop, you know, all them years ago and she yeah. was into punk. Yeah. And true. she was, a lot of hers was upcycled. Mm-hmm. A lot of things she was doing were unique, each piece, the things that they were, you know, that they were adding to things. And obviously her collections became, became something different. But I loved, yeah. she was always unique, even mm-hmm. though she might have been wearing her own collection, she always had that element of, oh, this is what I've done with it. And, you know, and I, I think it's nice to take it back to that because I think fast fashion, what it's meant to add, there's a, there's a, a whole raft of people wearing the exact same and you're talking from top yeah. to toe, shoes, bag, it's all identical. It give give people mm. back their identity to go, yeah, this is one of a kind. And I love that because that's true fashion. Mm, it really is. One of the questions that came through was how to support a young person, teenager. They wanted to create their own style and I couldn't agree more that upcycling sustainability, circular fashion is how to create their own style. Mm. Because if you buy that one jacket... And you do to that jacket, you shorten the cuffs on it, you know, you take the pockets out, you put some bead in here, that's just that one piece. And there'll never ever be anything else like that ever again. You know, and it'll be hard for you to recreate that if you wanted to do multiple pieces. It's bespoke. Ultimately, that's that's what it is. How you your own style as a young person, how you can you know, how you can get it out of your head mm. and onto your body. And I think it's important. It. It's, a, it's a really nice outlet for your personality as well. Because yeah. isn't it important to say to them, if you like that, mm-hmm. that's you do you and you yeah. wear the thing that makes you feel like you and represents a little bit of you. If you know, if you're into some a, a certain, I don't know, if you're into a certain genre or and it represents you, yeah. your clothes should as well. Because yeah. when you, if we all become identical, then that's where you lose your personality as well. And I think it's a really nice form and a really nice way to express a little bit of you as well yeah I couldn't agree more we went to the Beyonce concert and people customised things to it you know like someone on on the back of a jacket to screen print of the Beyonce yeah so it it can be anything from punk rock to you know Beyonce to I saw it at the Harry Styles I I saw people going to Harry Styles and the Elton John concerts I love the idea that people customised it was their version of it was their celebration of the concerts it was their celebration of music but that's the the clothes with it was was that was their um, manifesting it it? I think if you're thinking about ways to test your style and sort of say well I'm really this person in my own head and I like looking at these things and then you create a product from that Mm. um this can also, it goes well with your sort of education. So whether you're applying for college, mm-hmm. whether you're applying for internships, yeah. you can build a portfolio or a photo shoot around this product. Mm-hmm. You can really say, well, I've made this jacket and I really loved it. 
this was the process that I did. Understand the, the process is really important, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, where it came from. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the bit I've been explaining to my daughter about art. Yeah. I said it's not the final it's not the final piece because it's not about you being the best artist in the world. It's how you how that piece came to be, the inspiration for Absolutely. it, the things, you know, the practice runs that didn't work out, yeah, yeah, yeah. trying things in different applications. This is what I looked at. These are the images from the, you know, from the, the inspiration, the place that I went, that I saw it and all of those things. And then that's, that's where the marks are. The marks yeah. are in the preparation. And I think that's what it, it, the same thing when you're designing is the, the piece, the end piece is all, it's the time and the effort that went into it, the design process and the inspiration, all of those things. And the end, the end piece is ultimately what goes and it leaves, it flies yeah. the nest and you sell it. Absolutely. But, but you, what you're left is what all that time that you spend on. And that's where the, that's where the money comes in with the big designer items isn't it it's not necessarily the garments it's the it's the it's the effort that's gone into creating the garments it's like when you think about these couture chanel dresses um and i think there was a lace one and there was a couple of women in in france that you know they're like you know 80 years old and they'd sit for thousands of hours creating the the lace for one particular you know couture gown well that's the rules around couture isn't it it's got to take so many seams just as they've got to have so many people working and there's a number of hours that they have it has to have been worked on each garment and that's what makes it couture as opposed to bespoke it's like when you watch the programs and they're all in the white jackets yeah. and there's you oh, can yeah. see the why and everything. Yeah. yeah, it's a science. They sit for it's hours incredible. and hours doing the time. Yeah, it's a craft. It is. It's it a really craft. is. Yeah. But that same applies to an upcycle piece. Yeah. There will be a craft and there yeah. will be hours that if so say for example, you know, you've moved on, you're a little bit older and you've paid people and then a fair wage to do the, the craft or to do the art mm-hmm. or the work, whatever, on that product. Mm-hmm. That's also part of sustainability. It's paying absolutely. people a fair Ethical. wage. Uh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I get. I think luckily because of where because we live in in this country, mm-hmm. for us that's never been an issue. It's not Same. something we've ever had to drill down on yeah. because that's you know you get given a, a quote and mm-hmm. that's what you pay and we've never queries or questioned it. Yeah, because that's what we do. I think it's when you start to outsource that's when you need to be Outside getting accreditations. That's when you need to be getting certificates from factories and saying, are you accredited? Do you pay? A fair wage yeah. are you under the various schemes that cover that because there are lots of schemes lots of accreditations that you don't have to worry about get as long as you know that they're accredited by that scheme mm-hmm. you don't have to do the legwork so that's good as well yeah um but you, but it's important that you care that they're accredited and you care that they pay a fair wage mm-hmm. um we we do all of our applications in the uk so we haven't had to worry about that yeah, the same. So we obviously had our tailors in house, so we could manage yeah. uh, staff, you know, staff environments, wages, culture, all those yeah. things. So we could sort of look after that. Yeah. I mean, I, I might be naive. Maybe there are things in people in this country that are, maybe there are. I'm sure that there are. There are. Mm. Uh, some people who are benefit not benefit yeah. that sounds terrible paying people are pay, um, paying a fair wage but we've mm. never had to worry about that because it's always just been this is the quote that, and they're quoting and it seems fair absolutely and we go with it yeah but I think that's just something to think about going forward is obviously as you think about yourself as a designer that will something that you will encounter as your business grows mm. obviously is when you take on staff and when you outsource yeah and I think it's something it all that all goes back to what fast fashion means i think when you look at again something i've been explaining to my daughter if it's eight pounds yeah. it's got the fabric someone's had to stitch it mm. the the fabric first of all the crops had to be great if it's cotton it's mm. got to be grown someone's got to pick it and then it's got to be spun into the fabric it becomes if it's got a button on and it's eight you know all of those things how is that in that small 
and then there's a profit within that mm. as well and I think when you become to do you know you, it's, you very quickly pick up that it's yes. not possible it is impossible to pay anybody anything fair unless you you know unless you pay correctly and the and the price of the garments is priced fairly as well there's there's no such there's no such cheap it the only people who win are the other are the the brand owners and anyone else behind the scenes someone's not getting paid a fair wage i think when you break it down like that and you look at eight pounds Eight pounds yeah. and all of those things yeah. going back to I mean, the that's, and that's not even the whole process. Grown. I've missed that. That's yeah, the warehouse, you know, storage. Okay, someone picking it, someone packing it, oh all of those God. things. You, when you when you start to when you when you do break, obviously as a business owner, for exactly, you, you just a, go straight yeah. away. Someone's losing out there. Someone yeah, I couldn't being, buy the fabric for eight pounds. No, yeah, no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. never mind your fastenings and every other thing. Yeah, so just... whether it's, you know, it's it's because sustainability covers the ethical side of things as well. Yeah. So is it sustainable as a as, as a role, as a job, as a, an industry? No, it's not. No. Because that some, somebody somewhere is getting um, un, un, badly treated, yeah. ultimately. I think if we, because we're business owners and because we know the, you know, the exact breakdown of a, of a fashion product... Mm. You can break that down in your head and go, there's absolutely no way this is ever going to work for £8. Pounds. No. You know, whereas a general person might go, oh, OK, they don't break it down the way that we would. And yeah. I think as if you're thinking about yourself as a sustainable brand or you would like to become a sustainable brand or designer and you've got an awareness of products, mm. then I think you have to start looking at it like that. Yeah, I mean, our brand is the reason we went down the sustainability route wasn't down to we think ultimately we think all fashion should be sustainable. Yeah, we don't think that there should be an, a sustainable co- collection in fashion, and then on. We think that everybody, yes. from little things like our packaging, is we have a zero plastic policy. True, we didn't even talk about packaging. Yeah. So absolutely. we have compost. All of our bags are compostable. They, yeah. they right now they cost us an arm and a leg. When we're big, it'll you know the price mm, per yeah. unit will come down. It's so important to us, so they're compostable. Everything that we use is recyclable packaging or recycled cars already. Yeah. And then all of those things that we think, if everybody made those simple changes, then straight that makes a huge difference. The amount of single-use plastic that wouldn't go into the system and end up in landfill and not be able to biodegrade would make a huge difference. So we, uh, that, our, our idea is that we are a sustainable brand, but because we think everyone should be making these small changes. I mean, we didn't even talk about packaging. So end to end, so you're thinking about you bought your product from Vinted, second hand, you've used something you already had in the house, you've upcycled mm-hmm. it, you've thought about how you're going to price it to make some money back on it. Yeah. You and paid your seams just correctly. You paid your seams just correctly. And then exactly how do you package, you package it? it? If you go and, so, yeah, I think puts also, everything else. If, if you, you just, go and put it in a plastic... What's the point? It, you, you, it's pointless. Yeah, because I mean? that's going to go into landfill and yeah. they, inevitably your shirt is going to biodegrade before your plastic bag no does. No way! So true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these are just the elements you've got to think about when you're thinking about becoming a sustainable designer. Yeah. Um, but I think the joy about what we've discussed today is that it, it seems like I could have a go at that. Mm. You know, exactly as you said, the socks. Like, I can't sew. I don't even want to put a pair of fabric scissors onto any fabric. No. I'm just going to do it on some socks or yeah. a baseball cap or something. That, something something yeah. that looks a bit tatty in your wardrobe. Take it out. Why don't I yeah. wear it? In the same way as you do when you're getting dressed. I don't wear that anymore. Charity shop. No, take it out. What could I do with it? Even yes. if you wouldn't wear it again in a different form, would someone else with one of your mm-hmm. friends? She'd probably wear that. Yeah. She loves crystals, or she loves tie dye, or yeah. You know, she oh, she loves those crop shirts. I'll do, I'll make one. Try it. If you think uh, maybe I don't want to be a fashion designer, 
but I want to be a fashion stylist mm-hmm. or a merchandise, fashion merchandise. And mm-hmm. then I think this is also great because you can have exactly said to take 10, 10 pieces out of your wardrobe. I don't wear any of them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to style them differently mm-hmm. or I'm going to style them with something else. And that's mm-hmm. t- dipping your toe yeah. into becoming a stylist, becoming yeah. a merchandiser. Yeah. Uh, maybe you might resell them without doing anything to them. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, thinking a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, absolutely. It's just so I think many it's different about, things. Yeah, I think it's, it's about reframing the product. Yeah. And again, obviously coming from a styling background, how because I, I can't sew and because I've never never had that I've never had that that ability to upcycle something physically myself so I would reframe a garment and then think how would it or say of that I've always worn that with trousers or you'd you'd always put that with trousers yeah what if it becomes a dress yes what if you whip the trousers off make it into a mini dress and put it with heels what does it look like you belt it but that's silent isn't it about reframing and taking a blazer and belting it up and making it into a dress and rolling the collar over and all of those things if you have if if upcycling isn't your bag then there are there's there's, there's other options silent's a good one because obviously that's where my joy comes because I think you do a million things with that it doesn't need to be cast aside what could we do with it I think what's so inspirational about you is exactly what you just said which was I don't like you know I can't sew can't sew a button on Um, but you have a fashion brand yeah. And that's what's so inspirational for young people to listen to, to say, oh, that, what a great role model. She's created an amazing uh, fa- sustainable fashion brand with your partner, uh, Rachel. But you can't say about them. Well, I acknowledge my that limitations. That just dispels the myth, doesn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, 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 so, I, I understand really that. I'm not a designer. I don't pretend to be. But there are things, when you own a business, you can't do all the things brilliantly yourself so yeah. I understand what my limitations are and Rachel's the same we yeah. both go well we, we're not designers so what are the things that we can outsource so we've got the idea you know Victoria Beckham has acknowledged that she isn't able to do all those no. beautiful design pictures but someone else can if you can get the idea across to someone else and then it can go into a pattern you've got a design I know it, you know I, I mean, maybe exactly some it. people some other yeah. people might say oh you know it's um, it doesn't seem fair but there's other parts of fashion business that I do understand and I stick to I stick in my lane yeah. I know what I'm good at and then the rest of it we can go I've got this idea in my head can you put it down on paper yeah. can you make it a reality and, and that's then... the idea of collaboration yeah. so if you and your best friend your best friend loves to draw and illustrate you can explain yeah. it she draws it yeah. you know and your mum makes it yeah. or your nan makes and it also, it doesn't have to and be and I think also we're probably th- I'm probably thinking about it probably in a, from an old fashioned perspective ultimately now there's an app that can do everything yeah. Rachel's a little bit younger than I am and she charges in with there's an app for that there and I'm, there I am and on pen is. and paper <laughs> she goes no Joe, there's an app for that no. and that's another thing harness the power of technology to make your Absolutely. dreams so what you know what what apps and what te- what software can you download that will mm. make your dream ch- turn it into something and then you can do are you great at instagram so yeah. you can then you be the person yeah. that sells it on, on social media or it might be that you're great at design and, and then there's an app for doing all of your everything else. Or you could collab again, collaboration, collaboration come together key. with someone who loves taking photos and videos and taking TikToks and give them your product and, and, and you've got a bingo, you've got a business. I love it. What an amazing way to finish the podcast. Love that, Joe. Uh, thank you so much for being you're on the podcast thank together. Thank you for having me. Cheers. At the KZ Club, we believe that you are never too young to start pursuing your dreams. And that's why we've designed this podcast and this website just for you. Make sure to follow along on www.thekzclub.com and I'll see you next week.